Welcome to Casual Talk Radio Podcast found at casualtalkradio.net. My name is Leister, I'm your host. Thank you for dialing in today, whether you're an existing subscriber or a new listener. We welcome everybody. Got a couple things to get out of the way first, and then we're going to get right into our topic for today. Casualtalkradio.net. That's our website. Check it out for all of our different podcast episodes, past and present. We're constantly making updates. We're refining the website experience. If you have any feedback, we'd appreciate hearing it. You can hit the contact link at the top, fill out the form, come straight to us. You can also leave us a voice message if you want to leave your thoughts on audio, and it may be played on the air. Who knows? Let's go ahead and get into our topic for today. It's almost D-Day. It's almost about that time for me to get out of here, folks. I am still nowhere close to completed with the packing. That's really not fully true. I mean, I've made progress, but I'm not, I would argue I'm not 50% done, just to put it in perspective. I've got my studio still needs to be done. Haven't really touched much of it. There's boxes partially filled, but I've got a lot to do. And then I've got to figure out what to do with my desks. And I've debated just giving them away because I got brand new desks for the new place. And then kitchen, kitchen won't be too hard. It's pretty much just the appliances, um, not the large appliances. I don't own those, my small countertop appliances. Getting those out, I only have four of them, so that won't be too bad. Uh, Well, five, technically. That won't be too bad. Then I've got my home office, um, all the stuff for the home office, all that's been torn down, ready to go. So far as home office, it's really just the computer stuff that I can't tear down because I'm still using it. Internet stuff, wireless stuff, security stuff, studio stuff. Then I've got to tear down all the stuff that's out because I've got uh, lighting, special lighting. I've got to tear all that down. Those are not hard, but it'll be annoying, let's say. Once all that's done, and by the way, I've got a story about this, but once all this is finished and I think I'm in a good spot, then it's on the road. And the plan tentatively is to be on the road this Friday. That means that I'll be driving over the weekend. I'll probably have to shack up in a hotel for uh, during the trip. So about halfway drive, maybe even twice. It just depends. Weather seems like it's sketchy. I got to watch out for that. I've got all the equipment I need for that. I learned something very problematic about the car and I didn't look at it. It didn't matter as much, but there, it's missing a few of the features I think I'm going to require for this type of a drive. So what I debated, and you're probably going to shake your head and it's okay. What I debated doing, I have the uh, title, I have the bill of sale. I debated just going down to a dealer, getting a different car and paying the difference in the wire transfer. I'm still considering that. So I think there are certain features I'm just going to need to make sure that I'm comfortable on this drive. That's also on deck. So I've got to find time to fit all this junk in because there's it's the packing. It's also this decision with the car. It's coordinating the schedule with the new place. It's working around uh, weather conditions. A lot. There's a lot. Plus, I still have to get, you know, um, I need a large cooler. because I got a lot of frozen food that's not going to be consumed in time. And then just having, you know, water and that kind of thing as I drive. So... Internet's all taken care of. It's going to be shut off. I thought it was going to be shut off either yesterday or today. Apparently not. So it's going to be shut off at some point, I'm assuming, unless they don't know what they're doing. (laughs) So um, I'm waiting for the internet to be cut off. I'm getting as many uploads as I can before that happens on the primary internet. Then I'll have to switch over to my backup internet. So then 
here's the story about what happened. I got all my uh, shipments that I'm waiting on. I got the last of those in. So now I've got all the uh, stuff that I was waiting on. Then here's where I got really upset and I started escalating some things. So I have a mail house that's out in Florida. And the, they've been great. All of a sudden, they start screwing up. And I don't know what changed. I don't know why it changed, but they started screwing up. So I requested them to ship me some mail because it's got my debit cards and I needed my debit cards because I want to use that as my spending account. One of the cards, I got two. One of the accounts had an issue, so I had to replace the card. I figured I would go ahead and replace the other card because it was near expiration. So I requested it. They're, wherever they get the cards done, had a delay. And so it was taking like weeks and weeks and weeks to get this thing. I had already forwarded the mail. So I couldn't get it forwarded here. I had to wait for it to go get forwarded over there and then forward it back over here. So I go online, I request a quote for the shipping service. These jokers are quoting me $185 for an overnight shipment of a flat, what's supposed to be a flat rate envelope. Now I've done FedEx shipping. FedEx flat rate is usually about 80 bucks, hundred bucks. The prices have gone up mostly because of weather and other things. They have gone up, but 180 bucks, it's not going to work for me, brother. And so I filed a complaint with these guys. I'm like, no, it's, you're getting, something's wrong. While I'm waiting for them to get, get their act together, I got to get the darn cards. So I settle for the two-day shipping. And it's like 50, 60 bucks. I don't like it, but fine. I can't do USPS, which is only like 15 bucks because I got forwarding on. Because USPS would just kick it right back there. And they don't do UPS. They only do FedEx. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> they do pickup, but I'm nowhere near Florida. So I go ahead and do these two for two day. And unfortunately, because of the delays getting the debit card, they came at two different, two different weeks. So I had shipped one and then the other one showed up. And I'm like, so I had to do this, get them out. I, I do the request. It looks like it's good. While I'm waiting on these guys to do some research on the freaking rates. I, I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. I get a shipment notification for one of them. It took them like a week, which makes no sense. So basically it was seven days waiting for this darn package. The other one never shipped. And then all of a sudden I get an email saying, yep, got your request. Deep, deep, deep. And I contact him. I'm like, wait a minute. You said that this says the label was printed back on the 13th. And you're just now, and this is the 19th. You're just now telling me that you, you're ready to go. Well, we held it because he wasn't sure if you're going to have an issue with the prize. Do, do, do. And I was, I was livid. I was pissed. Now, after I yelled at him sufficiently, they credited the shipping rate for the one they held back. Fine. So I just got, I got those. The cards are good. Accounts are good. Money's good. On deck. Everything is good. Ready to go again. Just like it was that first week of January when this whole fiasco started. So now all that's remaining is for me to make the decision of whether I'm going to trade on this different car, which is really hard because the car inventory sucks out here. But I'm going to try to see if there is another car that's going to be more of a comfortable drive for this that I'm going to do. I'm not going to do these ones. It's got like 100,000 miles. Screw that. Because if you didn't know, most cars, they're going to die around 130, have issues when I say die. 130,000 miles. You know, what's a water pump or a fuel pump or a compressor, something's going to go out, roughly about 130000 For a car that's, let's say, five years old, I expect you to have no more than about yeah, 60,000 miles on the darn thing. I'm seeing cars that's like a 2020, three years, not even full three years, but three years end to end, 
and it's like 70,000 miles. Like, screw you. No, no, no. So I have to see if I can find what I want. And if I find what I want, great. If I don't, we got some problems. Once I get the car situation figured out in my head and what it is I'm going to do, whether I take the car I've got or I buy a different car, the rest is just remainder of packing. Now, most of the worst of it is done-ish. The unfortunate part is my bed because I need it all the way to the last minute. I have to schedule the uh, movers to get the, you know, pack into the thing. Then I'll have to get the bed disassembled that last day. So pretty much Friday is going to be screwed because if I want to get out of here Friday, I still have to work Friday with my endeavor. So I got to figure that out. Get the crates here. I've got to get them to to deliver my existing crate because I have to shift one, what one or two items out of it into a different crate. The crate that I've got there has got my couch, my fancy couch, which is going to go with me. Everything else is in storage. Everything else is storage. Like a, I have a spare mattress and that kind of stuff. Everything that's just going to sit in storage, I want to move from my garage. And I've got those set out, put those in that one so that that can be its own box. And then the stuff that I'm going to need in the new place has its own box. So it's easy to identify them. But I also have to test my key, make sure that that still works with the lock and possibly do bolt cutter if it doesn't, because I seem to have misplaced the key. That's a problem. Then I've got to pack all the other ones. If I get a different vehicle, it means I can ship more stuff up with me, which is what I want to do versus waiting on the shipping container because I'm not sure when it'll show up. That's the other thing. Like it's usually going to take about a week or two weeks or something. That's why I got to be very picky about what vehicle I can drive up with because I'm not driving a U-Haul truck this route. This is a route I've never taken. It's supposed to be flat land and that's cool. But the reason that I'm very suspicious about the route and my car and everything else. If you didn't know or did hear the news, a wrestler named Jay Briscoe, he died very recently in a, in a rather sudden way. Now, I've been in this situation, at least close call situation, so I kind of appreciate what must have happened here. Let me tell that story, and this is part of what I want to talk about today as I talk about this trip. So this is a rural, he's in a rural place, and the roads, if you know rural, if you ever drew in rural, R-U-R-A-L, roads, they don't believe in center dividers, partitions, and often you'll be driving and it's like, it's like one lane in each direction. And the reason it drives me nuts is not because of the road itself, but because we know that people like to text and drive these days. So these will be roads where you're driving along at 60 plus, 60 miles an hour plus. And if there's one person that just is texting, your car will drift. It, it, it'll go out. Newer cars will have like lane detection where you're drifting out of the lane. It'll beep at you and it'll nag you. Some people will disable this. So Jay Briscoe, he's driving. He's got his kids in the car. He's driving to somewhere, I think to cheerleading practice for them or something. And what we are told is that the other, the, the opposing side, this young girl is coming and she drifts suddenly over into his lane and boom, head on. And she dies. Jay Briscoe dies. His kids are paralyzed in the hospital. Totally sudden, totally unexpected. We're not talking anything. The only thing we do know is that Briscoe apparently wasn't wearing a seatbelt. That's a separate matter. What I want to focus on is the fact that in these roads, these rural roads, it truly is this dangerous, you really don't know 
situation as cars are coming at you. You don't know when one's going to come in your lane and you really only have a split second to react, especially if, depending on the speeds, you might not even have that much and you just don't know. So when I was driving, as an example, like California had a lot of this northern Washington state, northern Washington state on the west coast had a lot of that. Um, Nevada had a lot of this driving down its uh, side near the border had a lot of that. Colorado had a little bit of this at the top side. So just, just before the border of Wyoming, parts of Wyoming had this certainly parts of Utah, geez, parts of Utah, Snowville, Utah in particular, it's like all over the place where you get these roads and it's just one lane per side and there's no center divider. There's no partition. And for whatever reason, they think this is perfectly cool. They don't believe in putting some safety barriers between lanes. I suspect it's because of like police vehicles or construction vehicles or something else where they need to do U-turns quickly or something. I'm not sure. All I can tell you is that this accident, when I heard about it, it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't deter me from driving. I've done drives cross state. But it does make me hesitate a little bit in this car because this car is a lot smaller than the car I normally would have driven. Now, that said, because it's smaller, it's a little bit more nimble. I can usually, you know, evade what I need to. However, I don't like the fact that it's smaller. I've always liked to have cars that are equidistant from the front and the back of the vehicle. A little bit hefty. Not SUVs. I can't stand SUVs, but I don't mind an SUV if it makes sense uh, for what I'm doing. In this case, I wanted to take stuff up with me. So an SUV might have made a little bit more sense. I wasn't going to do a U-Haul truck because of multiple factors with U-Haul trucks, not, notwithstanding the cost of the damn thing. But when I saw this accident and I saw the nature of what was disclosed on the accident and the situation and everything else, again, setting aside the fact he wasn't wearing a seatbelt because I wear mine, but still, it's, it's sudden, right? It's unexpected, out of nowhere. This kind of thing happens and it takes a life and, and harms his kids. And it was through no fault of theirs that their dad wasn't wearing a seatbelt, through no fault of theirs that this girl presumably was, was distracted because the only reason that you would veer off is either you were distracted or you had a medical situation. She was a young gal, 20s. She had posted online, um, seemed pretty reasonable, normal, didn't seem like out of the whack, but you could get a sense that she probably was text messaging based on what was described in the, in the scene and everything else. I say all that to simply tell you the reason, why, I know it may seem strange when I talk about, eh, am I going to get a different car? You got to understand that I put a lot of thought into everything I do to the point a friend of mine once accused me of thinking too much, but the truth is that's how you stay self-preserved. Once you start taking your eyes off the prize, you stop thinking hard enough. That's how situations like this seem to come up on you and you do everything you can. Obviously, sometimes there's nothing you could have done. But you want to try to do everything you can to try to avoid crazy situations like this that you know are possible, even if it means that you have to make weird decisions as I'm tussling with right now. The size of the car matters. The features of the car matter. You know, sometimes there are features that you could use that could help you avoid such things if you took that, took that step. And so that's what I thought about and said, maybe this makes sense for me to just bite the bullet. It's not a money issue. It's just, maybe it makes sense for me to go ahead and bite the bullet, get the other vehicle, 
and see if I can buck the odds a little bit and get all the way up where I'm going, which is a pretty far drive. Um, more states I've, than I've ever driven before, estimated to be a more than 24-hour drive, which is interesting because as a closeout, when I drove, let's see, when I drove from Colorado to Oregon, that was a 24-hour drive, but it's not very many states. It just, and then when I drove from Oregon to Nevada, that was a 24-hour drive. But that one made sense because Google Nav sent me down a crazy road that I'll never forget, as well as I was dealing with mountains to a point. I was dealing with end of nowhere, and certain of the cities have like a, they cram you down to like a 15-minute mile per hour speed. Like we're talking small little towns like the old days where you could walk from one side to the other. It takes you 10 minutes, tiny. And they cram you down to 15 miles an hour while you're driving through these little towns. So all of this stacked together, it's about 24. This one's estimated 24 in the end. So I'm figuring it's probably going to be about eh, probably a day and a half, maybe a day and a day and three quarters perhaps because of hotels and that kind of stuff. But Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not looking forward to it at all. I'm looking forward to getting the hell out of Nevada. I'm not looking forward to doing the drive. Only because, again, I wish I didn't have to. As an American citizen, America, you know, I, I wish I didn't feel like I have to do it, but I do because of how bad it is out here. It's a level of bad I didn't expect. And then you have to make hard decisions because you see chaos around you. You see idiocy around you and you have to make hard decisions for yourself and for your family that the, the problem is being feeling like you're kind of required to do it for your own sanity to just stay sane. That's the situation I'm in. It may be that I get up there and I totally love it. I doubt it, but it's possible. I will say that being away from the West coast might do me some good. I don't want to be in the country, you know, um, David Ruffin out in the country. no, I do want to be out of the West Coast because I think the West Coast is beyond help. I don't think it'll ever recover. And hopefully there's more opportunities because one thing I did notice, Nevada in particular, I would say Oregon, certainly. I would say California, definitely. These are states in California, you're going to be like, huh? But these are states that don't really believe in true job opportunities. By job opportunities, I'm referring to the idea that everything's a fair level playing field. There's plentiful jobs available and they're not biased around who they hire into the job. They're not asking criteria to exclude you. They want to welcome you. They want to talk to you. They want to embrace you as a member of a, of a team. That's, that's a lost art in all of the states I just mentioned. Colorado has it a little bit, just not in the North where I was, but in the South, I think it does. I met some really good people. Um, I don't know that I could live in Colorado again, probably, but not, not on a permanent basis, let's say. Um, maybe. Where I'm going, who knows? It might turn out to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. I doubt it, but it, I'm open-minded to what it is. And then, worst case, there's always Canada, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, the other news, not news, but updates I want to share with you, just because I'm partially excited about it. So, I got a call from the property manager. This is my true closeout. I got a call from the property manager saying that they contacted those jokers that they hired for the landscaping and then they were going to contact me. They allegedly are going to send me a check for my stolen table. And again, it was only a hundred bucks. It's the principle of things, principalities in this, you know, so 
playing with my money is like playing with my emotions. It's the principle. You got to hold them, hold foot to their neck. Cause here's the thing. As I said, if they didn't make it right, I could take them to court and they're going to make it right. Bottom line, but I wasn't going to pay and I'm not going to pay their $450 fee for the landscaping. And you're like, that's a lot. It, it's not, but I'm not, it's the principle. I'm not going to pay it because they forced it upon me. What they should do is contact me and say, let's work together. Here's what we want to do. You can find a person and whatever, or do it yourself or whatever. And we'll pay you whatever we need to do. Let's work together. Instead, they just forced it on me. Had these jokers steal my table and then send me a bill for $450. F you, that's not going to work. And so the timing of this is very, it's like surgery. I've got to get it just right to get out of here before the next uh, rents due. And then if I can get out of here successfully, I'm going to send them a letter and just tell them, okay, I'm giving you notice that I'm out. No, it's not the 60 days you want it. Too bad, so sad, but I'm not going to pay the rent anymore. I'm already out of the property. So there's no eviction because I'm out. I'm giving you written notice of the fact that I'm out of here. And no, it's not going to be 60 days. Deal with it. They'll complain and whine and say this, that, and the other and try to bill me. And then I'll do what I need to do to uh, solve that on the back end. So that's the plan on deck. And the, the timing is tight because that first company screwed me. And I'm not really happy about it. Timing's real tight, but it looks like we're on deck now to get out of here as of this Friday evening. I'll be driving overnight, but I have to decide what to do on the car, finish up the remainder of the packing, and then we're on the road. And then we'll see where this takes me, and we'll see what, hopefully I end up, hopefully I actually get there. That's a that's part of the battle, obviously. Hopefully I get there, and if everything works and everything's settled and smooth and calm and cool and clean, then we have to see what the future holds. Overall, I'm happy to get the hell out of Nevada. I'm ecstatic to get away from the West Coast, but I'm disappointed that I, that I feel like I'm being forced away, that there's simply nothing here for me, because I don't think any American should feel that way. I think you should all be allowed, everybody should be allowed, to live your life, not be told you can't have a lawn, not be told you can't have a gas vehicle, that's not American spirit. American spirit is you should be able to be left the hell alone. As long as you pay your taxes, which I have and done, I have and have done, rather, I think it should all that matter. And, you know, that you welcome your fellow man, help your fellow man out when you need to, which I've done multiple times. And I think that should be all that's not the way it is. And hopefully it's that way out on where I'm going. I want to thank everybody. I will be doing a, a podcast on Wednesday. Probably not on the primary because I'm assuming it's going to be dead by them. But I'll be on the backup internet, and there will be a casual talk radio podcast episode on Wednesday, this Wednesday. That'll be the remainder of casual talk radio until the following Monday, assuming I can, assuming I safely get up there, and assuming I can get into the new place with internet that I can control to some degree. Then I'll be back with my Monday update, and the Monday update will simply update you on where I'm at and what I did, what I thought about doing possibly is just capturing audio snippets during the travel and talking about the different places and then release that as the Monday episode. I'll, I'll chew that down. Maybe that's what I do. Maybe that'd be cool. Cause I did a trip through California when I was heading up to, um, to my customer that's in California. I did the train and I passed a lot of cool stuff and I have photos of all this, but I thought about what if I do like an audio journey type thing and then release it as that episode with snippets. Once I get to, the, uh, the new place. That may be something I consider doing. 
that's all we've got here today on Casual Talk Radio, Gentleman's World. Hopefully it's been informational, educational, and helpful for you. We upload every Monday and Wednesday, so we'll be back for our next episode. Whether you're a subscriber or not, we appreciate you for dialing in today. We know you've got choices. We will be turning back on our guest cadence. We are doing the screening process that's coming very soon. Keep up to date with what we're doing at casualtalkradio.net. You can also subscribe at the bottom to get alerts whenever there's a new episode posted, or you can add it to your platform of choice. For now, take care, and I will see you on our next upload.